Single simulcast, Batman Wild, Rashani. I don't know what episode it is. It's been a really long time since I recorded an episode, and I just want to say, April Fool's, suckers! No, <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. But um, see how annoying that was? Easily, easily super annoying, right? Like you heard that and you got crazy, just like, oh my goodness, Rashani put a show out and it's just like a few seconds of him saying April Fools and then nothing else. That's like the time that I bought his book called The Big Secret and I opened it up after paying 50 bucks for it and it was a blank book, 100 pages of blank pages and the last page said it's a secret. I would really sell that book too. I would. Somebody would buy it. I, 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 and just be equal opportunity. I would also put it out in Braille. If you're listening to the show, I really do appreciate you. You can be checking me out on singlesimulcast.com. You can be checking me out on iTunes. You can be checking me out on Stitcher. You can be checking me out other places. There's other podcatchers. Eventually, you'll be able to check me out from space. Not yet, but it's going to happen sometime soon. There's going to be an astronaut who goes into space listening to podcasts. I don't think it's allowed yet because, you know, they be talking. They talking and stuff to you, so you got to hear them. But soon, somebody going to sneak a podcast on there so then they can listen to uh, that good, good. That good stuff, that happy music. And when that happens, I will be right there with them getting airsick because I don't even like airplanes. So being able to see the Earth... Like the whole thing, dude, you and me are probably different on that regards. You probably see the whole earth and you're like, that's so beautiful. That is just, it is just so awe inspiring how the earth is and look at all of that. And that is just wonderful. And my heart is full of love and joy and my heart will carry on and all of that. Not me, me. I see the whole earth from space and I immediately think how far I can fall. Pessimist, realist, cynic. If you combine all three of those, you get me. And that is a pretty toxic combination when it comes to things like flying and helicopters and bungee cord jumping and uh, space and space shuttles and space stations and kids. Um. So again, I appreciate y'all listening. April Fool's Day is today, and I have come to the realization that April Fool's Day is quite possibly the second worst. Like, these aren't even holidays. They're not. April Fool's Day is not a holiday. You don't get the day off for it. You don't get anything for it. It's right there with St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day, we've already spoken about that on my show. Um, St. Patrick's Day is a day where... St. Patrick's Day is a day where the white folks go out and get drunk um, because that one day and that one day only, they think they're Irish. Even though back in the day, nobody liked the Irish like 
to the point where for a while there, Irish folks were trying to say, well, you think black folks were treated bad in the 30s and the 40s and the 20s and the 10s and the zeros and the 90s. Irish people were slaves too. And then folks were like, yeah, we do think black folks were treated bad, but no, you weren't slaves. Here's a book educate yourself and you don't even hand it to them you smack them with it hoping that they get the information by osmosis and so then you're fighting and you lose because drunk white people have no fear no shame and no pain i know i hit one with the gin bottle once and the gin bottle didn't even break that's how you knew it was a hard hit because it was like a solid the best weapon out of alcohol bottles is a Seagram's gin bottle because they have like they're beveled the Seagram's gin bottle has these little ridges in it that'll just help you get that velocity necessary to really just bink somebody right upside the head it's not even a bonk it is a bink b-i-n-k that's all you hear it sounds like a metal softball bat making contact bink and I got into a fight with a dude in college. Um, I don't remember what his name is now because it wasn't important. But we were friends, and we weren't really even fighting until we were fighting. That's the way it works out when you're drunk. Um, somewhere along the line, I bought a entire, I, yes, an, an entire bottle of Rashani. Duh. I bought a bottle of Seagram's Gin and Juice, um, which was stupid because that meant that I was wasting half the bottle on juice. But I bought a bottle of gin and juice, and I wasn't going to share it. I wasn't going to spare it. I was going to kill it. And so I took it to the neck like the homies on the block do that I see on television because I don't really know. Anyhow, I was getting wasted, and my friend was getting white boy wasted, which means he was drinking a whole bunch of beers, like back-to-back shotgunning them. And at some point... I don't remember who said it first, but it was me. Um, dude, punch me in the face. That was the word that came out of my mouth. That was the phrase, but it came out as one word because I was freaking slithered. So it was, dude, punch me in the face. And he understood me because drunk people speak the same drunken language. And so when I said, dude, hit me in the face, he actually heard, dude, I would like for you to rear back as hard, as far as you can and make the best effort possible to connect with my lips. They're the biggest part of my face. It is a great target. Just aim. Because you're drunk, I'm giving you an open opportunity to punch me square on my lips. And so he reared back and he punched me square on my lips. And after that, shit got real. Um, All I'm saying is I was a good drunk until he hit me. I was a good drunk when I was inviting him to hit me. I was a good drunk when I was singing tub thumping by Chambawamba. I was a good drunk when I was sitting there talking about Oreos. I was a good drunk when I held my liquor and didn't throw up. I was a good drunk until he actually took my invitation and hit me, which he shouldn't have done because I was clearly drunk. Sober people don't ask you to hit them. Ask anybody. They do not ask you to hit them. They're not like, I got time now because this doesn't happen in real life. So when he hit me, I was like, it was lit. Let's just put it like that. Once he hit me, I got sober for enough time to recognize that I was hit. 
and that this should have never happened in real life. And I got very put out. And so I decided that my only recourse was to kill him. That was the logical next step in this relationship between two former best friends. We had gone from best friends to sworn enemies in 15 drunken seconds. And so I decided I was going to kill him because it was lit and he hit me and he knew better. He freaking knew better, but he did it anyway because I don't know. Maybe because I asked him and he was a good friend. I don't really know. In hindsight, I'm like, maybe he was just trying to, you know, help me out. I don't know. But after he hit me, I decided to kill him. And so I didn't have any weapons. I was going to stab his eye out with a fork, but I only had one fork in my dorm room. And it was solely for Kung Fu noodles. I'm not washing blood off my, my plastic fork. And I'm not going down to the cafeteria to steal more forks because they'd be watching. You know, the, the streets be watching. They got signs up that say only one utensil, one silverware per customer. And then at the bottom, it said, this means you, Rashani. Now, it didn't really say that, but somebody wrote it on there. And I know who it was. And my brother was never allowed to visit the school again. So I don't know why he was tripping because the second utensil was for him. And the third, fourth, and fifth were for emergencies. So, um... How the fuck do I get in these conversations? So I didn't stab his eye out with the fork because I needed the fork. And I didn't have a knife because fuck uses a knife in college. I mean, I was eating Mexican food with my fingers like enchiladas. Just lick this off. You know, lift the whole thing up and just shove the whole thing in my mouth. Freshman 15 was real for y'all. For me, it was a freshman 45 because I was about that life. So, um... I didn't stab him with the fork, but I was damn sure going to finish my gin. And after I finished my gin, I realized I had a weapon in my hand. So I dunked him over the head. Actually, I apologize. I binked him over the head. I binked the shit out of him with that gin bottle. And he stumbled. And I stumbled. And then he tried to rush me. Like, he tried to drive his shoulder into my stomach. And I'm just binking him on the back over and over again with the gym bottle now we're in the dorms but these aren't even dorms because we're not freshmen we're sophomores yeah we're sophomores i had made it that far so we're sophomores and we're in the 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 when you get the freshman dorms that's like a, a hotel okay it's all enclosed and there's like four floors and there's an ra and there's an elevator and all that kind of stuff when you become a sophomore, the school no longer cares about your well-being, and they put you into a dormitory that is much more like a motel. All doors open to the outside. Like, there's no inside elevator, anything. All doors open to the outside. First of all, they had me on the fourth floor, and I brought a TV, carrying that big-ass TV in the 90s up flights of stairs, sucked everybody's dick. Like, line up, we going in. So... Um, me and him are fighting in this motel dormitory outside on the fourth floor right near the rail god now that I think about it I'm like I really could have killed him just didn't put enough oomph into that motherfucker just oomph 
But um, we're fighting near the rails, and he's bull rushing me and driving his shoulder into my stomach, and I'm binking him on the back with a bottle. And then I realize, you know what? If I break this bottle, I can stab him directly in his spine, and he will bleed out. And then I will save his life, and we will be close for the rest of our lives. Drunk logic. So um, I decided at that point in time to break the bottle off, you know, break the bottle. So then I just have the neck and, and jagged shards like they do in the movies. And then I'm going to fight him like that. I'm just like, choo, choo, just stab him a couple of times. Just shank, choo, choo. You know, I was going to get up in the back and in the stomach, choo, choo. And his guts were going to fall out. And he was going to be like, help me, Dom, I'm bleeding. And he was going to crawl from the place where we were, he was going to crawl down to the other end saying, help me, Dom, I'm bleeding out. And I'd be like, I'm fighting the locust. And he'd be like, help me, Dom. And then I would come over and I would stand over him because I, I, ain't, I, I ain't got nothing to save him with. So I was going to break the bottle and then shank him and then save him. And I was certain that this was going to work. So um, that's when I realized... Seagram's gin bottles are great for binking people. They are not good for breaking, especially if you're trying to break them on the edge of a plastic uh, garbage can. Now, I thought that the, the garbage cans outside were big metal containers, but no, they were all plastic containers chained down. In hindsight, I should have taken the chain. I should have taken the chain and beat them. To sh- should have beat the sh- out of them, but I didn't. I didn't think about that because I was drunk. So instead, I'm sitting there trying to break this glass bottle off on a plastic trash can and he's sitting there trying to drive his shoulder into my stomach and I'm still standing because he was short at this point in time I was six foot one and he was like five foot four he was short so he was trying to drive his shoulder into my I really could have picked him up and powerbombed him over the rail all the ways I could have killed him and I just kept thinking I'm going to break this this why what the hell was i thinking about that doesn't even reference back to any movies i've seen recently where you just break the glass and then you're like choo choo that never happens so maybe a video game streets of rage i was full of rage and we were near the street so maybe that was it but anyways long story short his friends and my friends because we're friends pulled us apart I go into my dorm because I'm right outside my door. I literally go back into my room and lay down. He stumbles back down to his dorm room. And the next day, I have hadoobadoobo-sized lips. They were like, adabadooba. And he comes out. He can't wear a shirt because he's got bruises all up his back. And we went to breakfast. Hungover. Psych. He was hungover. I've never been hungover in my life strange drank a whole bottle of uh, gin and juice did not get hungover maybe that's my superpower maybe i should be a superhero get drunk man like my job is to walk into hostage situations and look around and scan the area and be like i'll battle you for and they'll be like what do you mean you're gonna battle me for and i'll be like bartender three bottles of tequila and then i'll be like whoever finishes their bottle of tequila first 
wins and then they'll be like what's the third bottle for and i'll be like because i don't get drunk off one bottle and then we'd sit down and they'd sit the 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 bottles of tequila down like and the glasses down like pink and um then he'd pour like a little shot and i would pour like a whole glass like i would have a um big gulp size from 7-eleven and i'd just be chugging them back like yeah what's up and then he'd be so uh drunk because it would be like that good tequila it wouldn't be like jose cuervo it would be like don julio Resposa, one eighteen thousand something silver silver is always better than gold little tip for y'all college students anyways um and then i would beat him in a drinking contest and we would end up playing beer pong which i've never played except for once and i lost because beer pong is stupid and beer is stupid it makes a great marinade but really beer if that's what you want to drink go ahead do that you dungaree wearing son of a bitch but i'm gonna stick with tequila because i'm a gangster and um then i would beat his drunken behind and beer pong and he let the hostage go um but yeah, never been hungover. Um, tr- fought my best friend. We were never as close as we were at before that night, though. Um, and dang, how did I even get on this subject? No clue. Um, I had not podcasted in like. I don't even know when I did my last my last podcast, to be completely honest with you. I don't. I think it was February. Maybe it was March. I know it was the Danger Island episode. I know that. Um, and it was important. No, it wasn't. It was the Invisible Americans episode, and that one was important. And um, then I just stopped. I stopped because um, I didn't have the time to do a podcast um not i know if you listen to this show hopefully you also listen to the dream team and i know you're like you do the dream team every weekend the dream team is different in that i am sitting down with two friends and talking about whatever as you've heard if you hear the dream team the dream team has absolutely piss all topics so that's just us vibing it's it's really awesome but for me to sit down and do a podcast, it sometimes takes up to a week. And I just, right now, I am back with basketball. Me and basketball got back together. We broke up for a month. But the feelings were still there, so we got back together. And um, so I'm coaching four youth basketball teams. And so I got practices on Mondays and Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Kenny has practice on Wednesdays for his AAU team. So I'm just, like, busy, you know. Um and so something had to go by the wayside and I I didn't want it to be podcasting. It just became podcasting. Um, and what I realized from that is that, um, I like podcasting. I like podcasting a whole heap, man. I, I, I really, really enjoy it. The ups and the downs, the joys and the pains, the, 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 the people who, uh, encourage me the people who talk bad about me. Um, I am just grateful for all of it, you know, going all the way back. But I realized, I think I realized like a year ago, maybe, 
maybe a year ago, but I definitely realized it on my birthday this year that I don't think I'm going to be a 40 year old podcaster. You know what I'm saying? Like in the long term of things, when you think about what you actually enjoy doing, what do you love? What is your goals? What are your dreams? What are your passions? I don't think being a 40 year old podcaster is really on that list. Um, I can see myself being a 40 year old writer. Definitely. I can see myself being a 40 year old basketball coach. Certainly. Oh yes. Um, I can see myself with the aid of Viagra. If my wife ever lets me order it being a 40 year old sex machine. Um, I can see myself being a 40-year-old video game player, a 40-year-old movie aficionado. I want to get back into doing theater, so I can see myself being a 40-year-old theater vet. Like, I'd be playing the parent now, but it's okay, you know. Um, I can see myself doing stand-up comedy, some more of that. All of these things I can see myself doing at 40 years old, and I'm like, where would podcasting really fit into that? Now, with that... I would hope that um, the dream team would still be there. I don't know. I'm 36. You know, so 40 is down the line. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, I'm hoping that Sin and Solace, which we are doing a casting call for Sin and Solace right now. Um, and the applications are available on Facebook at, Sing, at uh, the Sin and Solace page. Um we're going to be doing interviews for the roles uh, on the next Wednesday. On the next Wednesday. Let me check and see when on the next Wednesday is. So then we can go from there. Um, right now is the first. So on the next Wednesday, that is the sixth. On the sixth, we're going to be doing open interviews or interviews uh regarding the show um and we're jay and i are both writing we're writing together we're writing separately we're just writing to get this uh done and then after that i'd like to write something more comedic because i really like comedy i really miss comedy um and i enjoy it one of my favorite parts about writing sin and solace was writing solace's part because solace has all of the funny lines between sin and solace so Solace would go off on these terrific rants. If you never heard Sin and Solace, it's available on singlesimulcast.com. It's available on iTunes. Check it out. Um, I actually got my first review for Sin and Solace, and I, I cried. Because the person said that Sin and Solace is the um, how to get away with murder and uh, scandal of podcasting. And I dug that because I dig one out of two of those shows. But anyways, other than doing Sin and Solace, I really can't see myself doing podcasting in the next, I mean, past four years. Um, I, however, did see an opportunity that I am going to take uh, in which I have been, somebody sent me information about a basketball coaching position for a, a junior high school. 
I will be, I'm applying to be the seventh or eighth grade boys or girls basketball coach for a junior high school. And if I get that, dude, like, I love coaching basketball. I I really enjoy working with kids. I really enjoy interacting with kids um, and mentoring kids. It's more that to me than the basketball aspect of it. Um, And their their parents are okay, too. Um, And I really just enjoy seeing their success and being successful. Um, If I'm able to coach a junior high school team, that would probably be one of the biggest goals that I've had or one of the biggest achievements that I've had so far. I don't have any big achievements in regards to podcasting. I don't. Podcasting is fun. It is really great. And I really enjoy interacting with people and talking with people and, and, and everything. The people that I've met, William Feeney, uh, Scar, Adjective J, Kai Love, whose CD Little Star just came out and I copped it. You can copy, go on PayPal and go ahead and get that done. She'll send it out to you. Um, Raymond Lawson uh, from the Southern Sweet Tea Radio podcast. Just everybody. Most everybody. Uh, Queenie, Big B, uh, Drew Baby, Dr. Mark Wiley from the In Deep Show and uh, Recap the Recap, Lavinia uh, and Taylor from the or from the uh, Just Talking Out Loud uh, podcast, Just Thinking Out Loud podcast. Um, it's just I really enjoy the opportunity to interact with them, but they're not real. Right now, I'm talking into a microphone. Later on, what I'm saying in this microphone is going to get out to you. And then you will absorb it and you might talk back. But you're not real. And I don't mean to say that in a way that's going to make anybody mad because that happens all the freaking time. But this is talking into a vacuum and hoping that something comes back out, you know. So with basketball, I see the results. I see the kids' improvement. I see them enjoying it and loving it and laughing and, 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 and just having a great time. And I see their success, and I know I'm a part of it. And that makes me feel great. If podcasting is my depression, basketball is my drug basketball pulls me out of all ills but it will also drop me into the lowest of the lows and then bring me right back to the highs of the highs and I chase those highs like they will never come back again I can't walk away from basketball I've tried I constantly say you know what this is going to be the last season this is going to be the last season I, I need to spend more time doing this that and the third and then I end up just letting one team go and end up with like two teams. I had four teams. I said, I'm not going to coach anymore. The teams are like, yeah, right. And now I have four teams just in two separate leagues. I love basketball. I love coaching. I do it year round without fail. You can find me on the court Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday on the court 
doing my thing. I podcast sporadically. And I mostly do it so I can hear the music that I play. I mean, I'm funny. Don't get me wrong. Shit, I'm, I'm, I'm a humorous type dude. I like me. I like my thoughts. I like my jokes. But I love the music. But that's not enough to get me on the microphone on an everyday basis. If you spend every day doing something, that's your love. My wife is my love. Spend every day talking with her, uh, being with her, teasing her. Not, well, yeah, that kind of teasing too, but really just teasing her, trying things out, cracking jokes around her just to see her smile. My kids are my love. Every single day, doing something different with one of them or all of them. All of them. Video games, books, I will find time for all of these things. I can't find time for podcasting. That shows me that podcasting is not my love. I thought it was going to be. I really did. I, I thought, I, I really thought that I was cheating on this and I bought all the equipment and I'm looking at it and I really hoped that me and podcasting would just, and something would just, like uh, 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 a light would just turn on and people would just realize that one person would just hear the show and be like, yo, this is the best and just reference it somewhere. And then all of a sudden the show would just blow up and I went into it for the wrong reasons and I stayed there for the wrong reasons and I should have got out a long time ago, but I like me and I like hearing me. Honestly, the world needs more me. And so I kept going. That's a selfish reason to do a podcast. I should not waste my time chasing that high. So I got four more years. Going to see what happens. That is, uh, there's 52 weeks in a year. That is 208 more episodes. And then I'm going to just stop this and see what's next on my path. You know? So enjoy the ride. You got four more years to uh, be on it. Fat Man Spin the Beast. This single song again. Pop some. I told nigga that's not one. I saw one through a pivot for them. This war was frozen. So my hot heat thought him. I blown you. You need a blood donor. My bitch dead on. Like Florida and Lamonia. Laundry mat hoes. Who fold clothes? I fold checks. One follow five six O's. I got hoes in cold in different areas. Four ton whip that's sitting on interiors. The bass shaking this club like it's earthquaking. I cock on past the bomb like Troy Aikman. Play the basement like Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. You miserable, you get kidnapped by Kathy Basin. Thrown to the dungeon for your sponging of room to the beat. What's your total malfunction? We pop, we roll, get money to the day we fall. My clock, my fall, those shots through your bedroom door. From the peas to the mall, cop we all the way to my drawers. We pop, we roll, get 
money, press money, stack money. I'm trying to get that Shaq money. That Mike Tyson, Michael Jordan, Michael Jack money. 500 million better, dog, get yeah, out that's money. Act funny, y'all make me laugh. Frontin' like a tough and softer than a baby's ass. These lazy ass ladies, fuck you. Pay me cash, my crazy past promoted me to a Mercedes class. We high, we roll. Get money till the day we fall. My glass, my fall. Throw shots through your bedroom door. From the beach to the mall. Got Louie all the way to my drawers. We ride, we roll. Get money till the day we fall. Is the back of my jersey Blowing in the wind Going back to Jersey Off the Brooklyn Left your back in Jersey I was doing a buck 90 Like a throwback jersey Shame on a nigga Take it back to dirty Run game on a nigga I'll be back in 30 seconds Got the world's greatest wrecking In that money I'ma spend it Like your greatest wreckage This division All the ladies respect it Disrespected In the 80 you check it It ain't hard to see How y'all ignoring the still Niggas that I clap Looking for me still Till they look like they came out of George Foreman Grill Thoughts are stolen on free Must be on them quills Plus my team gon' be holding like 40 mil Thoughts are rolling on E Must be on them pills We ride, we roll Get money till the day we fall My glass, my floor Throw shots through your bedroom door From the beach to the mall Got Louie all the way to my drawers We ride, we roll Get money to the day we fall. We pop, we pop. Getting money to the day we fall. We pop, we pop. Getting money to the day we fall. We pop, we pop, we pop. Getting money to the day we fall. We pop, we pop, we pop. Getting money to the day we Oh, 
get down and blow a fuse. Acting fool, bringing shit down to molecules. Yo, let me hit you with my ill street blues. Most the rhymes always in lines the street news. Don't be confused. Tell my sympathies and enjoy my boat cruise. I know you really wanna know who's coming through, leaving bloodstains and residues. Sorry, homeboy, but your flow sound used. Got to pay your dues, baby. You know the rules. Whenever I travel the world, I land cruise. If you choose to fuck around, you get bruised. Now I got you gas on super unleaded fuse. Give me room, give me some space, your excuse. When I step up in the place, then you must step correct. Once I got you all the chat, I got that head nod shit that make you break your neck. Once I got you all the chat, and you know we come through to wreck the disco tech. Once I got you all the chat, throw your hands up in the air and never disrespect. Fat Man Wild Rashani. I bet you thought I forgot, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you? I don't forget uh, things like topics. I might forget the episode number, or I might forget to pick up my kids from school, you know, but they have a cell phone. That's why they should call people. Um, But I don't forget to mention topics. I don't forget what I was talking about. And I have been telling y'all that I was gonna uh, explain to you why uh, St. Patrick's Day and April Fool's Day aren't real holidays. Actually, they are eat-a-dick days because they can both eat a dick. Um, And the reason is simple. Both of them are made to aggravate the other person. Every other 
day that is celebrated is made to make both parties feel good about themselves. Fourth of July, eh, maybe not Fourth of July, because the Fourth of July is set up to set off fireworks that'll freak out uh, veterans and dogs alike. So, Fourth of July is on that fuck you list too. It's pretty close. It's right there, especially since everybody buys the same doggone fireworks and only four of them work. You buy a $60 pack of fireworks and it comes with eight fireworks in it and three of them all look the same and one, they don't even put the the, 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 the whistlers in there anymore. They don't even do that no more. You just get two spinners, which are the best. Those are the best things. When you say the spinners are the best things in that whole box, that means the box sucks. Um, the one that says TNT, but it really doesn't mean it. And I don't even know. I don't, but I know that they suck and you pay like 60 bucks for them. So then you can support a uh, football team that you're never going to see. Um, and then you go out and you light off the firework and you immediately burn your neighbor's house down. So yeah, uh, 4th of July can get it too. Period. I've decided. I decided long ago, but now I'm really making it concrete. So yeah, new rule, triple stamp, but you can have it. 4th of July sucks. If it wasn't for my barbecue, I would shut 4th of July down forever in my neighborhood and just leave kids snot-nosed and looking sad because nobody wants their kid out there on the block striving to burn their house down. Nobody says they want to be an arsonist when they grow up, but everybody wants to play with sparklers. Um, So 4th of July can also grab and eat uh, the dick and um, so 4th of July uh, St. Patrick's Day and uh, April Fool's Day none of them should really be holidays 4th of July is a holiday because that's when white people fool themselves into thinking that they found this shit oh no that's when white people uh, declared that they were independent but that we were still slaves that's funny they declared their independence while declaring that we're still slaves. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Yeah. That's what the 4th of July was. Our 4th of July officially is like Juneteenth, and that came many, 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 many moons later. So anyways, um, 4th of July, St. Patrick's Day, April Fool's Day. None of them benefit both parties. Um, St. Patrick's Day, like I said, you get drunk and you try and stab somebody. You try and bink somebody in the back of the head with a uh, gin bottle. Um, Fourth of July, you get fireworks and you either blow your fingers off or you burn down your neighbor's house because you never burn down your own house because you're a selfish bastard. That's why you're a selfish, selfish bastard. That's why. Um, Or... April Fool's Day. Let me tell you about what happened to me to, today. April Fool's Day. Um, my kids know that I'm a nice guy to them, and I'm a good father to them, and um, I can take a joke as well as the next person who can't really take a good joke um, to them, and I am above all else, above everything else, not to be fucked with. That is very important. I am not to be fucked. Not not to be fucked with. You got to draw that shit out. I am not to be fucked with. So, um, they will fuck with their mom. But I am not the one at all. So, um, 
most years, April Fool's jokes come and go, and they fly right past me like um, people catching the Holy Ghost at church. And I sit back and just uh, rest secured in the fact that, A, I'm not going to get April Fool's at work because, really, who the fuck? And, B, um, that's like getting pinched on St. Patrick's Day. Now, I told you, um, I'm going to make a T-shirt. Hopefully, y'all buy it. If not, I'll buy it, and I'll wear it on St. Patrick's Day. And it's going to be, quite simply, a green shirt, or not a green shirt. No, no, not a green shirt. It'll be a bright red shirt that says, come at me, bro. I am literally daring you to pinch me on St. Patrick's Day. I just want to see what happens next. I'm not even sure what happens next. I'm excited to see what happens next. Pinch me. Please, please, pinch me. The only person who's allowed to pinch me is my wife, and that's because she pinched me in the right places. Anyways, um, so April Fool's Day, they know that I'm not to be fucked with. And so they, by they, I mean Isabella, because she's the devious one. She's 13. She's getting there. She's about to get kicked out the house. Uh, she's old enough to sustain herself uh, by getting a summer job at like Wendy's or something. As soon as they turn 14, get the fuck out. Um, nobody's left yet because their mom is a poodle. But if it was my way, 14. So, anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, anyways. Um, Bella, the devious one, uh, has Nisha, the mom, call me up and say, the kids done fucked up and the kids are at home on spring break right now so if she calls me up and says the kids done fucked up i know that it's something very very serious and so i am immediately or i am immediately tuned into the conversation i am ready for war i am i am geared up somebody somebody gonna somebody gonna get fucked up and so um she called me and she was like Somebody done did some dumb stuff, and all that I ask my kids, not all that I ask my kids, because I'm a demanding-ass nigga, but some of the stuff that I ask my kids, one thing that I ask my kids is 3DS. 3DS. Pretty simple to understand. 3DS means don't do dumb shit. 3DS. So when she called me and said they broke rule number one, I was like, okay, I'm ready for whoa. Nigga, hop in the patrol. Let's go. And um, she called me up, and she was like, um, and I should have known. I should have known it was a trap because she called me up and said, Shamari's on the other line. Kenny and Bella are arguing in the background. There's a hole in the wall. These niggas done fucked up. We riding. We riding. Okay, we riding. Get your, get your, uh, get your bandana. Get your flag. Uh, maybe you should put another crease in it. We gonna ride on these niggas. We gonna ride on these little niggas. And then me and you, we gonna go to lunch. We gonna go Sizzler. So I was like, cool, Sizzler. Put them on the line. And she clicked over. And the devious one and Kenny, who was equally almost as devious, but not quite there. Because uh, he still hasn't figured out where to look when he's lying. Um, not at me, nigga. <laughs> I can tell. Um, a lot of me was a great show, but they were lying too. Cause that's not how it works. Um, but they are in the background arguing and Shamari's like, somebody put a hole in the wall. 
and neither one of them are admitting to it and I'm just sitting there quiet I didn't sigh I didn't yawn I didn't do anything I was just quiet cause I'm just sitting there like uh, these niggas gonna die tonight oh man we had just finished painting and those two are in the background arguing saying that the other person did it they blaming each other and Shamari's like shut up y'all both in trouble y'all both gonna get it and I know Shamari's a snitch She'll, she goes out of her way to get her siblings in trouble so this has to be legitimate that she's trying to get them got so I'm okay with that and I'm like just sitting there listening and Nisha's not saying nothing she's like goading me on to activate that's what she wanted me to do cause when I take charge I take all the way charge like you getting kicked out and you getting kicked out and you get a car because you're the one who called us and that was good work snitches get vehicles in this household if they're messing up my stuff snitches get vehicles so well done you uh, have a Klondike bar and a vehicle. Now, um, so I'm still sitting there thinking about it, and Nisha's quiet, and she actually, I'm so quiet, she thinks that we've lost connection, and she's like, Derek, are you still there? And I'm like, hell, motherfucking, yeah, I'm still here. What the fuck y'all niggas doing? And I'm at work. In hindsight, sitting at my desk, she calls me on my office phone. In hindsight, for something like this, she should have called my cell phone. She knew that. She's trying to get me fired. She just wanted me to stay in bed all day long. That's her dream. Um, she wanted to take care of a nigga. But um, she was like, are you still there? And I was like, yes, I'm here. What the fuck y'all niggas doing? I'm a fuck you. And then I realized, I, well, I better finish that up. Because it sounded like I was telling my kids, I'm a fuck you. I'm a fuck you up. And so... I realized that A, I was on an office phone, and B, that was a very good chance my boss was in the next room. And so I started whispering, but my whisper ain't shit. And so my whisper is just a very pained yell. So it's like, what the fuck y'all niggas doing? Um, my fuck you up. And, and, and I, I was still on the office phone telling these niggas again that I was gonna fuck them up, calling these niggas niggas. Nigga. Y'all niggas, I'm going to fuck y'all niggas up. So, I'm ranting. I'm like gone. I'm like, oh, chopped out. I think I blacked out for a second when I came to. They were all laughing. And I was like, the fuck's so funny? And one of them said April Fool's. It might have been all of them. It might have been one of them. It don't matter. They can all get it. But they said April Fool's and started laughing. And my heart rate was all up. And I'm going to get the beaties because I was all stressed out over that shit. And that's why April Fool's Day sucks. Because April Fool's Day ain't nothing but niggas lying to you all day long. And you going to find out that your nigga been telling you the truth but just capped it all off with April Fool's Day. And you were just like, ha, you funny. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, 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 boo. I fucked you, girl. April Fool's. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, boo. Um, I drove all the gas out your car and I didn't fill it back up. April Fool's. Hey, hey, boo. Hey, boo. Hey, don't go in there. My bitch is in there. My girl's in there on the uh, living room table. Uh, spread eagle. 
April Fools. And it's like they gonna keep saying that April Fools, but one of them ain't gonna be April Fools, and then you just gonna be mad at everybody moving because it's your fault for falling for this April Fool shit. I don't believe nobody say nothing. I don't believe nobody who say nothing about uh, April Fools. When you say April Fools, I'm just looking at you like, nah, nigga, you serious. I'm a fool you into being scared of me for saying April Fools. You ain't never going to say it again because I'm going to get you. I'm going to make you say I was just joking, Rashani. Don't come after me like that while I'm chasing you around a, a station wagon. Which, by the way, is how I beat um, one of the big bosses on uh, the division. I just ran around a bus, and every time he came around the corner, there was a turret waiting to shoot him in the face. Them niggas are stupid. He just kept chasing me around the bus, and I was screaming out. There wasn't even I was playing a solo game. I was still screaming out, stop playing, OJ. Stop playing, OJ. And I ran around, and I juked one way, and I juked the other way. I didn't even have to do that shit. I just did it because that's how black folks do. That's how we do, son. I was like, uh, uh, stop playing, OJ. Stop playing, OJ. And the dude's name was like Boomer. It wasn't even OJ. I don't give a fuck. Stop playing, OJ. Stop playing. Uh, uh, hit him with the shake. Ducked one way, came the other way. He ran around the corner and got a face full of turret. And then I just kept running. I ran around so much that I ran out of bullets. And then I had to fight him one-on-one. And that's when shit got dicey because I don't want to fight him. When I ran out of bullets, I didn't want to fight no more. Oh man, I like I like the division. I said destiny. I like the division, but the issue is that uh, the division you'll have a character that you're fighting against that can take 400 bullets and not die, and that's some bullshit. Because if I give you one good bullet, you gone. I know I give my wife that one good shot, and she sleep. So, um. Yeah, April Fool's Day is all about lying to you. And I don't want to be lied to. So therefore, I'm saying April Fool's Day is stupid. April Fool's Day is stupid. Almost as dumb as St. Patrick's Day. But St. Patrick's Day is stupid because folks get drunk and then want to lie to you. And lying drunks are just the worst. Because they don't know what they're talking about. They don't really care what they're talking about. You going to feel their speech. You feel that? You're going to be right there for their speech because, oh, 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 I was so drunk. Oh, oh, nigga, you lying. You lying. Lying like shit. So, anyways, that's where I'm at right now is uh, dealing with, well, now I'm not. It's like midnight now. I'm not dealing with uh, April Fool's Day anymore. But, yeah. Fuck April Fool's Day. Uh, fuck April Fool's Day as a staff, record label, and as a motherfucking crew. And if you're down with April Fool's Day, then fuck you too. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, early Wednesday morning, a young woman was blown off the roof of a Washington Heights building while urinating, according to the NYPD. The 19-year-old woman was drunk when she got when the gust of wind caused her to topple off the 179th Street building's roof around 2:15 a.m. DNA info reported. The woman, who was not identified, reportedly fell two stories and was in critical condition at a Harlem hospital. She had been drinking alcohol before the incident and was on the roof with a 21-year-old man, according to DNA info. 
It's the second recent incident in the New York area where a person has been blown from a rooftop. Earlier this week, police in New Jersey were investigating after strong winds appeared to play a part in the death of a T-neck building manager's death. In that incident, the man fell several stories. Strong winds were expected to continue this week with gusts as high as 34 miles per hour through Thursday night. So what you're saying is that she got pissed off. Music, music, music. Eh? And listen to this play against Fat Man Wild spin the beats. This single song we have. My name is Nikki Blue, and I am the resiest red kid you will ever find. single simulcast. Lights, 
with that simply was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single simulcast will surely surface speedily. Bitches. <laughs> I I don't I don't have any breaks. If you want to send me a musical or not a musical break, but a uh, promo or something, hit me up single simulcast at gmail.com. If you just want to hit me up and say hi or talk about the show, hit me up single simulcast at gmail.com. I am actually mad at myself. I don't get mad at myself too often. Quite often I get uh, quite disgusted with myself and I've been uh, saddened with my actions and with the results from my actions, but I've never really been mad at myself. But recently, like uh, yesterday, yesterday, no, day before yesterday, I was not just mad. I was appalled at myself. I think that's the best way to put it. I was totally appalled. No, it was on Monday. No, it was on Wednesday. No, it was on Thursday. I take that back. It was on Thursday. And I was totally appalled because um, for those of y'all who don't know, men's belts uh, have a stigma, a tag on them of uh, being pretty easy to break if I'm wearing them. I don't know about y'all. I don't, I don't really. But um, me, if I'm wearing... A uh, belt, and I wear it for a year. The belt is going to break in some way, shape, or form. That's just the way it works out in my house. Um, and so the belt broke, and Nisha and I went to the store to buy another belt. And at first, we walked into one store, and it was like the line was all the way around the corner. And there's nothing that runs me off of a line quicker than the line being around the corner. I'm like, ha-ha, psych your mind, motherfuckers. And uh, walk out the door, and I really did say that. And Nisha was looking at me. I was like, psych your mind, motherfuckers. And uh, walked out. And so we walked to another store, which was right next door. I don't know why they did that, why they put these two competing stores right next door to one another, but common sense and capitalism. Um, so we walked into that store because it was bloody empty, and that was marvelous. And I immediately went straight to the uh, belt section, went beeline to the belts, beeline for the belts. Um, and I picked up a belt, and it looked nice and all. And I noticed that on the belt, <laughs> I noticed that on the belt, it said reversible. And I was like, cool, reversible. Okay, uh, I guess that means I have to like, Unscrew these screws that are at the bottom. I've done that before. And flip the entire uh, belt buckle around so then it is on the other side so it could be reversed. And while I'm doing that, um, another belt that said reversible is also hanging up. And it was uh, still on the rack. And I tried to pull it off the rack uh, just by pulling the belt because I wasn't going to buy the belt. I didn't give a shit. There was another belt just like it that was the same size. I would have bought that one and just put the broken one back up there and acted like someone else did it. Um, ethics. So I um, grabbed that belt and pulled it, and the very top of the belt came up. Like the belt, the buckle part of the belt came up. And I was like, oh, my shit. Um, 
I wanted that's what they mean when they say reversible. So I pulled it and the top of it popped out and I twisted it around and snapped it on the other side and that's how you reverse a belt. I never knew that and I got mad at myself for not knowing that and I was mad about it till just now when I realized I should really be mad about it to the belt companies because the belt companies never really tell you how to reverse a belt. I know you probably think that it should be common nature, but it's really not common nature to reverse a belt because who the fuck reverses a belt exactly? So I'm not obligated to know how to reverse a belt. And the first time you see anything, it's going to be confusing, right? Think about your first time. Confusing, wasn't it? Exactly. So anyways, I reversed the belt and I was so pleased with myself that I could have sang and cried and it all at the same time that's it that's it that's all i wanted you to know that i now know how to uh reverse a belt reverse the side that is very important to me so now when my boys are growing up i'll be able to teach them how to reverse a belt and it can go right there on the list with helping them tie a tie for the first time but not a necktie because i've never had a necktie before and my wife wants them to have neckties and i'm like hold up Hold up, hold up. How does how is that supposed to work? Because I've never seen a uh, necktie before, and so you ask me to put this on them. I'm gonna make it bad for everybody. We all gonna be embarrassed. That's about all that's gonna happen. We're gonna be some embarrassed uh, niggas in a in a pond. Oh, and also, Animaniacs is now available on Netflix. This is not a drill. You're welcome, niggas. The whole thing. All of it. So I have, uh, in my infinite wisdom, recognized an issue that needs to be addressed. Written now. Written written now. And um, I truly believe, believe, believe that... um, this is a idea that will help out millions of old people for years to come. Um, I don't know about y'all, but as I get older, I get more and more concerned about making sure that old people are taken care of properly. <laughs> I'm just, um, I, I become more aware as I, uh, get older about the things that we need to do to make sure that old people are respected um, in their time and uh, that they have nice houses to live in and that they're not placed into old people's homes where nobody will pay attention to them. And in that, in my travels, one issue that I keep coming across is the fact that my phone, which is a note four, I didn't get the note five because I didn't want to have to uh, pay for, uh, well, anything, really, at, at, at all. But I didn't want to have to, I wanted to be able to put extra storage into my Note, and the Note 5 doesn't have that Note slot or the uh, store slot or any other slots, um, to be honest with you. So I was like, I'm cool on I'm cool on that, but um, an issue that keeps popping up with this uh, newfangled what you get it 
is that it updates on its own. Like, um, not really on its own, but if I'm in a Wi-Fi area, it will update. And once it updates, it'll reset back to um, the main screen's main screen, which is you have to put in a password to uh, unencrypt the information that it has within, which would be fine and dandy, except for the fact that I can never remember the password. So these phones, uh, which update on their own in the middle of the night while you're drunk and um, then ask you for a password to unlock the goodies that you can't remember because the password was supposed to be good enough that nobody would be able to know it, but you forget it because you're getting older. Um, These phones also have a lovely, lovely, lovely uh, kill switch on them uh, in which if you mess up your password about 50 times, it'll reset and, and erase all the data on your phone, period, which I think is stupid because, honestly, if somebody's trying to break into your phone, Aren't they just trying to get in there so they can erase all the data anyway? Like, if I'm if if, if I'm stealing your phone, um, I'm not stealing it so then I can read your text messages. I'm not stealing it so then I can call your friends and see where the party's at. I'm not stealing it so then I can look at pictures of you and your kids. I don't care about none of that. I'm stealing your phone so I can steal it. So I can give it to my 8-year-old as a birthday present. Because I figure that's what people do with stolen phones. They don't keep it for themselves. They give it to somebody else because... I don't, I don't know. I just figure everybody has a phone by this point. Um, so if you brick my phone because I can't remember the password, that is like the saddest thing in the world to me right now because all my pictures and all my memories are on there. And so I was sitting here at my desk trying repeatedly to remember what the password was. And I kept typing in what I thought the password was. I mean, I, I was pretty sure I knew what the password was and it kept rejecting the password so then it rejected the password to the point where it said restart your device and I was like okay I must have gotten the right password uh, because it never said that before before it just said you dumb um, so I restarted the the the, uh, the system and it went right back to into your password and I was like what and I put in the password and they were like it's wrong at which point I dang near panicked because it then change to you have three more attempts before we uh, wipe your uh, phone clean. So I tried two more times and I kept, I, I like every mistake that I made ended up to me doing a uh, 20 minute break in between attempts because I thought, okay, if I just turn the phone off and turn it back on, it's going to forget that it said I only got three tries left and it's going to go back to nope, nope, nope. Turn it back on. And it was like, where you been, nigga? You want to try this again? You you want to you wanna continue? And so um, I tried the same password. <laughs> I swear, when I get nervous, I will do the same thing over and over again and hope for different results. You want to hear talk about insanity? That is clearly me because I kept trying the same damn password and um, was unsuccessful. Was unsuccessful um, the first two times. 
The third time, the password bloody worked. Like when it was like this, is your last chance, nigga. We about to turn you off, like like your like your like your lights. Um, the password worked, and I don't know what I did. I don't know what the password was. I don't know what I changed because I'm like I've been typing in the same password over and over again, and all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, that was it. You know, like when you play um, I Spy with your older brother and your or your older sister and they cheat and they're like no that wasn't it and then your mom or dad turn around telling you better stop fucking around with that little boy and they're like oh yeah that was it the whole time yeah that was it we're playing i spy in the car and you say i spy with my little eye a punk ass nigga who keeps on getting on my side of the seat and if he scoots out one more time i'm gonna punch him in his throat what is it and I say me like 10 times and you keep saying no you lying you lying just admit it it's my turn and I spy with my little eye a punk ass nigga who keeps scooting over on my side because you're clearly sitting in the middle and if you do it again I'm a pinch you what am I talking about nah that ain't it that ain't it that ain't it no that ain't it and then we're fighting um, <clears throat> you gotta excuse me. Um, I just woke up. This is the third day of, uh, this podcast session, but it's cool because I'm actually enjoying this. And the reasons why I had to stop this time, um, were because, uh, I went to the flow tree concert last night, which was so dope. It was so choice. Um, one thing, um, Unless you're going to a, a, a venue like out here, Sleep Train or um, the Amphitheater. I don't remember what it's called, but maybe it's called the Sleep Train Amphitheater. Maybe everything is Sleep Train. Anyways, um, unless you're going to one of those, the show said it started at 8 o'clock. It said the doors opened at 7 o'clock. My beloved wife was getting dressed, so we left out of here because we went to my little rally's uh, birthday party. And then we left there at seven o'clock, which means we were already on the gun, you know, behind the gun. And um, so we got back here and I just changed shirts. I'm wearing jeans and, and sneakers and a nice shirt. My beloved wife changed from her jeans and her, uh, well, actually, she was wearing black dress pants. She changed from her dress pants into just the most delectable outfit I, I couldn't even be mad about how late we were because every time she put on another layer it was just like oh and um so we got out of the house at about 7 40 now remember doors opened at seven o'clock show starts at eight o'clock we leave out the house at 7 40 uh the gps and by the way Am I the only one who now uses GPS for everything? Like, even if you already know how to get there, you still just pop, pop, pop. Just to make sure. See if there's a quicker route. Pop, pop, pop. I mean, that's something like going to your granny's house. You know how to get to your granny's house. But, like, if you go to a venue the day before and it's on the same street as the venue that you're going to the next day, pop, pop, pop. Just to see. You know, make sure you're going in the right direction. Okay, just making sure. Anyways, um, so we left out for a 25-minute trip at 7 45 so we were gonna be late and Nisha's like apologizing for being late and I'm like baby you look so good I don't give a fuck 
I'm like, we could pull up right now. We could we could do that partition part. We ain't even gonna make it to this club. Um, but um we got there. Now remember, doors opened at seven, show began at eight. We got there at about eight twenty, eight twenty-five. And Black folks. Black folks were standing in line for the bar. Black folks were standing in line for popcorn. I didn't even know you could get popcorn at a concert. Black folks were standing in line for popcorn. Black folks were standing around just talking. Black folks were standing in line to use the bathroom. And there was no music playing. I take that back. There was a DJ spinning beats. Doors open at 7. Show begins at 8. We got there at 8.30. And there was a DJ playing hip-hop music. And so I was like, all right, cool. We can do this. We got in there at 8.30 because, you know, facilities. And, um, well, facilities. We got in there at 8.40. And show doors open at 7. Show begins at 8. We got in there at 8.40. Singing began at 9. So, CP time was in the house, like, thoroughly. I don't know how much they paid those wonderful young ladies. However much they paid them, it was not enough. Um, and obviously, when they paid them what they paid them, it was so little that they were like, we're going to smoke a ball back here. Because uh, while Marsha was out there killing it, just killing it, and the floor and, and the floor says Natalie, she was doing great poetry. Like, she reminded me of Kai Love uh, from the Sometimes I Cuss podcast. You need to go ahead and check that out. Uh, it's on iTunes now um, and on Stitcher and on SoundCloud. So check that out. Um, but she was, like, dancing with her head all back. Like, she would turn the face of the band and then flip her head so she leaned backwards so she's almost doing a bridge and it was just like wow she's a hippie but it was tight it was dope um great 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 time great songs um everybody was into it but they weren't so into it that you couldn't hear what they were singing and the quality was great and everything um so then we came back home and I started to record again, but then it was like midnight and I was like, I don't have to do this at midnight. I could wake up the next day and do it. So that's what I'm doing. Um, dang it. There was something very important I wanted to talk about last night though. And now I completely forgot what it was, which is why you don't want to take a huge break, uh, in between podcasting to go out and watch an excellent two hour, uh, musical extravaganza and then come home and uh try and do a podcast and then see your wife again and be like you know what this podcast can wait um dang it i forgot to do something <sighs> fat man wild spin the beats i'm gonna try and remember this soon as I'm Kijan. I'm Kenny. I'm Devin. And this is Single Summer Pass.
many things that's held us down But now it looks like things are finally coming around I know we've got a long, long way to go And where we'll end up, I don't know But we won't let nothing hold us back We're putting our shirts together We're polishing up our act And if you've never been held down before I know you refuse to be held down anymore Don't you let nothing love to the single simulcast. Peace.
Single simulcast, Batman Wild Rashani. Um, started this on April 1st, it's now April 3rd. Again, not because of any issues or anything, I just had a lot of stuff to do. But I keep coming back, and that's a good thing because before this, I was gone for like two months. I'm the best absentee podcaster that you'll ever know. I'm like an absentee father, I guess. I just show up and have sex with your mom and drink all the liquor in the house and then be like, I'm going to get some milk and you believe me over and over again. And for that, I apologize. I, I, I don't even like milk. I just say I'm going to get milk because I know you like milk and you're going to keep saying, okay, go get milk. If I said I was going to get tequila, you wouldn't be down for that at all. And if you were down for that, then we need to have a talk. Little ones. A Georgia man's leg was blown off while shooting at an explosive-packed lawnmower in a horrific stunt caught on video. Authorities say three pounds of tannerite, a substance designed for firearm practice, was loaded into the machine before David Presley, 32, began firing away. Video of the March 19th incident shows Presley shooting at the mower in a wooded area while standing uncovered about 40 feet away. Two friends were with him, one of them apparently operating the camera. After a final shot, Presley is off his feet. Moments later, blood is seen splattered across one person's jeans. Authorities say a flying machine part sliced off Presley's leg just below the knee. Call an ambulance, someone yells. According to an incident obtained by the TV station, two of Presley's friends fashioned a tourniquet and helped him into a vehicle. They drove to a nearby roadway for help. The Walton County Sheriff's Office reacted in disbelief to the apparent misuse of tannerite, a binary explosive composed of ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder, which can be legally purchased in most states. Quote, he was dangerously close to the object containing the tannerite when the final gunshot caused it to explode, sending a piece of shrapnel through his leg, severing, severing it below the knee. Yes, completely taking his leg, they stated on, his Facebook, on their Facebook page one day after the accident. How dumb do you have to be? Like, seriously, I'm not even a, 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 I am, I'm amused. I'm amused because this is just stupid people who should know that they shouldn't have kids. But how dumb do you have to be to fill something up with explosives and then say, that's not enough. I'm going to start taking pot shots at it. Seriously. If anybody can tell me exactly how stupid I have to be to want to do that with my life, let me know because I'm bored. And I don't think I'm bored enough to ever do that, but I, 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 feel, like, I feel like I could be. If pushed in the right direction, I feel like I could be bored enough to do that. So help a brother out. Explain to me why I would want to take my leg off for no reason. Can't do it, can you? That's all right. I didn't expect you to be able to come up with a reason either. Look, this is why young white men need a hobby. When young, when young white men get bored, they do dumb stuff like this. 
and uh, put on white sheets and light crosses on fire and vote for Donald Trump and beat up on immigrants and um, shit, run for president. So we need to like build a community center for young white men ages 20 to 40. Oh, right. It's the bar. Shit. They don't even go there anymore. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We need to figure out how to make more than go to the... Wait, you mean we... They know about happy hour. Every bar has a happy hour, right? Like, I never figured out what's so happy about happy hour, but I don't go to bars. I went to a bar a couple of uh, nights back after just saying I don't go to bars. I went to a bar a couple nights ago with uh, my beloved and four friends from church. And uh, it was called the Coin Op. (coughs) And it was full of um, games from the 80s and the 90s. And they had a pop a shop machine, which is what I call it. I don't know what y'all would call it. I call it a pop a shop machine. You know, the basketball machine where I beat everybody. Um, And Nisha wanted to play me. And I was like, you don't really want to do that. And she was like, yes, I do. And I was like, you don't know me, do you? And she was like, I do know you, and I'm going to beat you. And I was like, yeah, fucking right. But she really thought she was going to win. So I Ike turned her, which means I damn near beat her to death. Not appropriate at all for a statement, but it is a great allegory. Like, you can actually, you know what, that's fucked up. Abuse is never funny, children. Never so anyways, um, I played that one game, and I didn't play anything else because why? Um, they were pointing out games to me. They were like, why don't you go ahead and play this game? And I was like, because I got it at home. And they were like, why don't you go ahead and play this game? And I was like, because I got it at home. And they were like, why are you being such a party pooper? And I was like, I'm not. I mean, y'all, I'm having fun chilling with y'all and eating pizza and all that. But the bottom line is... That game's on my Xbox One. I started sounding like Oprah. And that game's on my Xbox One. And that one's on my 360. And that one right there is on my 360. And that one's on my PlayStation 4. And they were just like, all right, we get it. And I was like, no, I'm not done. That one right there is on my Xbox One. I went through the whole place. So besides, the games cost like 50 cents a game. How do you expect me to want to still pay 50 cent for a, a arcade game like seriously do you know how old school arcade games are nobody's gonna pay that nobody wants to pay that you sound silly ask me to pay that you sound dumb you sound real jake hideous but yeah, um, so I went to a bar and there were a lot of white kids there, a lot of white men there, a lot of young white men there, and a lot of a lot of hipsters, a lot of hipsters. And I am strongly, I just believe, I believe, I I may be wrong, but it's not bloody likely. I believe that hipsters can only be white people. I've never seen a black hipster before. If you've seen a black hipster, bully for you. But never had the opportunity. And everybody in that bar was a freaking hipster. So there's that. Um, 
forgot what I was going to say talking about hipsters. I started thinking about their one guy had like a, 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 a pom pom on the top of his head, and one guy had a bowler hat jauntily tilted to one side. He looked like one of the kids from freaking Clockwork Orange. And then, oh yeah, I was walking up to the front of the bar because they also sold pizza there, and the pizza was good. It was really good. So I was eating it because that's what I do. And, um, this guy was in the middle of the it's a really crowded bar like i wouldn't be surprised if it gets shut down because of fire hazards but this guy was doing some sort of freaky hipster dance in the middle of the um bar area like right in between where the tables are and where the bar is and couldn't get around him because he kept doing this stupid hipster uh, mating call and so after he got done with said mating call, he looked at me and said, "I, you could have walked around. And I said, you could have stopped dancing. And then I looked at him and I think he realized in his haze that he was like five foot two and I'm six foot one, two seventy ish black guy at a bar. Shit goes down. I mean, I wasn't going to fight him. But I like for people to think I will fuck them up. That is a good feeling to know that somebody thinks that you will just beat the shit out of them. It's freeing. It's intoxicating. And it happened. So he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, my God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, all right. And I nodded at him real slow. All right. And I walked around him, and I went and I ordered my pizza. But, yeah, hipsters, fuck them. Fuck hipsters, for real. If you're a hipster, fuck you, too. Um, I also believe that the majority of hipsters live in like the Midwest and just migrate out. Like hipsters started off, I believe they started off in like fucking Cleveland or Cincinnati or something and just migrated out. And then one settled in Washington State and infected a bunch of fucking kids from Seattle and they just migrated southward. And one made it all the way out to New York and just became a fashion god and everybody started following his ideas and just migrated out. Hipsters. So anyways, (coughs) yeah, happy hour. Nothing happy about it. Uh, It's always crowded. And the drinks are still expensive. This place was such a hipster place that they had six alcoholic beverages on the menu that they make for you. And they all had differing, different varying prices. Uh, a shot was $5. And a mixed drink, there were two mixed drinks for like 7 bucks, And then there were two mixed drinks for like 9 or no, $8. $7.50 and $8.50. And then they said, choose your own adventure at the bottom. And if you chose to request your own drink, it costs 10 bucks. Is that really what bars are doing now? Like if I walk up there and I ask them for a drink and it's not on their hipster menu, then I have to pay $10 for it. Are you serious? Is that what drinks cost anyway? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I really don't. I'm perplexed by that but yeah it was interesting uh had fun with my friends and everything so i'm gonna read two stories and uh they do have um connecting reasons um and this one is about 
a great restaurant in India. Um, a restaurant in Koshi, India, has recently made ways around the world for its ingenious solution to solving hunger, cutting down waste, and giving back to its community. Papa, Vidata, Papa Devada, owned by Minu Pauline, is serving countless people in need with meals by leaving a working refrigerator outside of the restaurant so patrons can leave their leftovers for those who cannot afford food. Pauline came up with this amazingly kind gesture after she witnessed a homeless woman searching through the garbage for food one night. In an interview with the Huffington Post, Pauline said she was deeply moved by the experience and clearly bothered that the woman had been sleeping and was woken up by her hunger, so she had to go and search for food instead of sleeping. Pauline was especially frustrated by the woman's unfortunate situation because she knew her restaurant had tons of leftover food that had been thrown away on that particular night, which easily could have been a meal for that woman and many more. Inspired to make a change, Pauline took action and installed an unlocked public refrigerator right in front of Papa Devada, where she leaves any leftover food that her restaurant has at the end of the day, alongside any meals her patrons donate. Pauline only asked that donors place the date on food wrapper so that anyone taking food out will know how long it's been there. The refrigerator is always open 24-7 and is available to anyone with no questions asked. The refrigerator has been tremendously successful since its installation on March 23rd, and the community has been more than happy to rally around the restaurant to help. Pauline says that her patrons and others donate their food on a regular basis, and her restaurant alone accounts for about 75 to 80 portions per day, which is a great thing because the public fridge has been so successful that it needs constant restocking. The donated food is always being put to good use. Pauline says she couldn't be happier with how the public refrigerator has worked out. She said, money is yours, but success belongs to society. That's the message I want to send out. If you're wasting your money, it's your money, but you're wasting the society's resources. <coughs> and I like that, um, this is me, not Pauline. I like that um, they're not putting a guideline on who can and can't eat. And the reason why I like that is because people seem to lose track of the fact that while there are way too many homeless people in the world, like, we need to put in work to solve that. Like, that should be top priority instead of wondering about what North Korea is doing or whatever. Um, Homelessness needs to be taken care of. And I'm not saying that the people need to be eradicated. I, I'm saying homelessness needs to be eradicated. I walk past a ton of empty houses in neighborhoods that nobody wants to buy a house in. Unless the house, unless the neighborhood starts to gentrify, um, I don't see anybody making power moves to purchase these houses and uh, live in them or purchase these houses and flip them. So, there's no reason why those houses can't be purchased and made to be a, a little bit better. It doesn't have to be a lot better, just livable, living spaces. Um, there's no reason why these houses can't be built to have living spaces and then given to homeless people. There's no reason. You know what I'm saying? And so... Um, I'm happy that this young lady and her neighborhood, while um, 
taking care of homeless people by giving food or doing their doing what they can to assist homeless people with getting something to eat. They aren't making it only for homeless people because there are people who live in homes yet are right on the verge. They're right there. One push either way. They're not even paycheck to paycheck. They're behind. There's people who are like one step behind and they are just hoping for something good to happen. You know what I'm saying? And so it is nice to know that they are making this available not just for homeless people, but for those people who are right there and just are trying to figure out how their kids are going to eat. I support that. I wish I had something like that out here because there's people out here who could use that same love, that same help, that same just this is your blessing, you know? And, and, and the other thing about it being a 24 hour is you don't have to be ashamed because some people have so much pride that they will, um, never come out in the day, daytime and, um, get food from a, from a, Free refrigerator, you know, from a community refrigerator stocked with food that their family would love. People would never do that because they have too much pride. So it's good that they have it out there at all times of the day. So then the people who do have too much pride, they're able to come around later on and get some food. And there's no judgment. And it's not that difficult to do. You know what I'm saying? It isn't difficult to... Um, excuse me it isn't difficult to put food out somewhere and just say you know what if you need this you can have it it's yours I have no use for it you do you can have it it's yours there's no it shouldn't be that difficult to do and yet at the same time the United States does shit like this and this is from 2014 so I'm quite sure it's gotten worse I've probably read about this already growing up we were taught not to give money to homeless people we might encounter because who knows what they might do with it it's better to give blankets or food and while that lesson is generally a problematic one to be teaching the young children now even distributing food to homeless people through an organization or a program has been outlawed in 21 cities while 10 cities have introduced similar similar legislation according to a report released by the National Coalition for the Homeless. Cities hope is that restricting sharing of food will somehow make the homeless disappear and go away, said Michael Stoops, director of community organizing for the coalition. But I can promise you that even if these ordinances are adopted, it's not going to get rid of homelessness. NPR's Eliza Barclay reports, the measures that restrict food distribution tend to take one of two forms, new rules on the use of public property and new food safety regulations. Salt Lake City, for example, now requires that anyone preparing and serving food to the homeless get a food handler's permit. In some cities, like Charlotte, North Carolina, it's not the local government that pressures the food groups to relocate or limit their programs. It's community groups practicing not-in-my-backyard politics or NIMBYism, 
according to the coalition's report. Quote, or the coalition notes that its report focuses on cities it has been able to track, but that many more cities may have anti-homelessness, anti-homeless feeding legislation that the coalition may not be aware of. Criminalizing homelessness is straightforward and wrong. Debating the specific techniques used to combat the homelessness epidemic becomes a little trickier. Robert Marbot, a consultant that helps cities deal with homelessness, said, quote, Street feeding is one of the worst things to do because it keeps people in homeless status. I think it's very unproductive, very enabling, and keeps people out of recovery programs. The fuck? Seriously? Seriously? Marbutt argues, your name is Marbutt, <laughs> Marbutt, Marbutt, um, Marbutt argues that food sharing programs should only be near centers that will offer mental health and substance abuse counseling as well as job readiness services. Homelessness continues to be a serious problem in the United States. Although the total number of homeless people dropped from 2012 to 2013, according to the annual homeless assessment report, from 2007 to 2013, homelessness actually increased in 23 states as well as Washington, D.C. From 2012 to 2013, 7,864 7, more people became homeless, the most in the country, followed by California, which saw near 6,000 new people become homeless. I just, <clears throat> you're not doing anything else. Let's just put it like that. You're not doing anything else to help out. You're not digging in your pockets to find money. You're not um, going to homeless shelters to help out. You're not sitting there and talking with somebody so then they feel like they're a human being. And now you want to run them off the block. By saying that they can't even get food unless they're near a, 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 a homeless shelter or a, a job readiness site. It's just not official. It's just not. Um, let me see. Am I mad about anything else today? Oh, yep, I found something. On the International Transgender Day of Visibility, we got news that Gabby, a Brazilian trans woman, was murdered by police. According to a popular local musician, she was murdered by a military policeman in Giovania. Or Giovania? Yeah. Why did I say Gio and then say, wait, Giovania, like it wasn't going to change. Like my... The way I was going to speak that word was just going to suddenly become correct. Like, Giovanni, wait, Giovania, why, why did I, why did I stop myself? <laughs> My brain knew I was fucking up, that's why. My brain was like, G wait, 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 nigga, wait, walk that one back, walk it out. Now walk it out. We're, wait, we're thumbing through the dictionary. You just keep on stalling while I flip through this dictionary. Nope. We ain't got nothing else in our database. You go ahead and say it the way you were going to say it, nigga. Gio wanna wait. <laughs> Gio wanna. Gio ania? No, nigga. Gio wanna. Brazil. So, Gio wanna Brazil. In a Facebook post, McToka said the officer was bothered by the way she was dressed and ordered her to go home and change her clothes. He told her that if she didn't, he would shoot her. Angrily, she replied, quote, just once? 
give me two, end quote, but went home nonetheless, returning later with other clothes. The officer stood at a distance, silently watching, and when she moved away from the other girls, he flipped the motorcycle's headlight on, blinding her, and shot her in the chest and again in the arm. She died on the spot. We have been unable to find any additional information. By the way, when I say we, this is coming from Planet Transgender. Um, just so you know where the website is. It's planettransgender.com. We have been unable to find any additional information about Gabby in the news or social media other than that her last name was possibly Rodriguez. If you have any news about this or saw her murder, please contact us and civilian police. Many of the comments found on McToka's status disparage her for being trans and allegedly for working in the sex trade. And interestingly, where were you on that one, Brain? Huh? Huh? You so worried about Giovania, but I can say interesting, and you don't say nothing. For real? You taking a break now? Oh, you just like your own, your nigga. Nigga, you just gonna make me mess up words now for no reason now, huh? Made me think I'm having a stroke, huh? Alright, I see how you get down. I'm gonna turn you off later on when I play video games. So, interestingly, Interestingly, you ugh. and interestingly, a few who point out that no one would care if she was murdered because she was a trip. We're gonna have to talk, right? Because she was a Brazilian transgender sex worker. This is only partially true. As we have seen, the murder of Brazilian trans women have become of late great copy for the local press who misgender the victims. This is in sensationalistic headlines while pandering to misogynistic transphobic readers with gruesome images. But the murder by police of a transgender woman is a whole different story. Brazilian police have murdered trans people in the past and have been caught lying about it. A 2015 iPhone video showed bloody trans woman Laura Vermont running from Sao Paulo police cars that according to their report she was driving. The version told by the two policemen to civilian police of how Laura Vermont was murdered didn't ring true, and their own witness inadvertently exposed their lies and they were such... Fucking quit it. Subsequently charged and arrested. The difference being that the law... The difference being that the murder of Laura Vermont was documented. But to this day, there has been no justice for Laura Vermont, only a mockery of justice. But without first exposing the murders, there will never be a chance for any trans Brazilians. I'm, I'm having trouble with this. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm having trouble with this. I'm having trouble understanding this. And um, I'm going to try try and get one of my good friends on the line who will be able to discuss this with me. Um, so give me just one moment. I will be right back. Go ahead and say something. All right. And um, testing one, two, three. MCs don't never dare want to run up on me. I cause problems when I mob up, don't solve them. And now these freestyles are whack, but I mob with them. I talk with them. I bring them straight to the face, amazing with grace. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, excuse right. me. We got the record good. Uh, the record good. Brain, you are just fucking with me today. 
Oh, me and my brain have been fighting all afternoon. Um, so all right, I guess I'll, I'll just I'll cl- I'll click start broadcast on my end as well. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I got like fifteen to seventeen minutes before I have to leave for Kenny's basketball game, and I am currently uh, recording single simulcast, and um, I am I, I'm I'm reading a story. I just got done reading a story that that piss me off, you know, people have asked me recently to stop being angry Rashani, to be um, funny Rashani, which to me really sounds like they want me to be something that I'm not, I can be both, but I can't, I I mean, the ability to be both is always there, you know what I'm saying, but um, I read this story and it, it pissed me off, but as much as it pissed me off, it also, I was transfixed. You know, and so I wanted to ask this question. Um, Feeny, Lisa, Feeny, Lisa. No. Oh, Phoenix Collator, colored woman, black. I, I know I hear another person's microphone. I see one person. It looks like it says Marie. Oh wait, no, that's you. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, my daughter. I'm on my daughter's uh, Google account. Yeah, Mari. My fault. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's me. Um, But my question is this. Trans women and trans men, I keep hearing about them being or I keep reading about them being murdered on my show. I read about it all the time because it's never going to it it, it, it it sadly is not something that is subsiding anytime soon. And the desire for people to stand up for these men and women who are being murdered just does not seem to be uh, materializing as rapidly as it should be, which irritates me. But here's my question. Uh, the next story I was going to read was going to be about how uh, uh, North Carolina has passed that stupid bill saying that... Um, trans men or trans women have to use the bathroom that they were born in like niggas is just Brenda having a baby and all over the place around here having babies in the bathroom and trying to leave them in the trash can um that's a 90s joke for y'all children you should look that up um but I don't understand how people can tell by looks that somebody is a trans female or male, trans woman or man. And so I wanted to ask, is, is there something that I'm missing here? Is there a part of this, this link that just isn't getting to me? Like, how do people look at a trans lady or a trans gentleman and know that they used to be in, a, in the wrong body? How do they know that? That's my question. How do they know that? What, what is, what, like, what is the giving away? What is the breaking point where somebody's like, you know what, you are different? What, what, what is that? Because the story that I read today was about a cop out in Brazil that, um, murdered a woman because she, 
he told her to go home and change clothes or he was going to shoot her twice. And when she changed clothes and came back, he shot her anyway. How did he know that she was trans? Jesus Christ. Now, that one, you know what? That's, that story is in my notes, and uh, and I haven't gone over it yet. So that's, um, it's like, did, did you, you, you went over the story, like, um... Yeah, like he, um... So he, he just assumed she was? He, he... The officer was bothered by the way she was dressed and ordered her to go home and change her clothes. He told her if she, if she didn't, he would shoot her. Angrily, she replied, just once, give just once, give me two, but went home nonetheless, returning later with other clothes. The officer stood at a distance, silently watching, and when she moved away from the other girls, he flipped the motorcycle's headlights on, blinding her, and shot her in the chest and again in the arm. You see, now there, there's these things that, like, that people will just assume, like, well, th- these are the traits of a trans person, right? Like like trans women like this size hands this size feet but like tall women exist you know um like cisgender people get misgendered um All the i was time. just uh, watching a cat black video this morning before i got the day started where cat black was talking about um like before uh, realizing she was trans and identifying as a boy being misgendered regularly uh when i was in foster care uh, a little boy that was in foster care who um he had long hair and braids and um and you know, and he, and you know, he has a he has a child body, prepubescent, and he got misgendered a lot, and he used to piss him off. Yeah, I'm not no damn girl, you know. Uh, so like they, so they go by those things. But then, uh, that's why, and I can't remember what state this was in. Maybe uh, I know. Uh, where Brazil. And uh, this was a, another bill that some where somebody was pushing. I don't, I don't think it went through where they wanted to check children's genitals in elementary school before they went in the bathroom to make sure they went in the right one. So even they are aware of the fact that these sort of generic ass little tell what they think are um, useful telltale signs that are fucking not even they know so now they want to run it and, and check genitals and like um a story that i i that i point back to regularly um somebody that uh got murdered in a train station like the 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 cisgender man that murdered this woman found out she was trans by actually just walking up to her and uh, and and grabbing at her crotch so like yeah like the, these things that they think are the telltale signs the hands the feet the jawline are not going to work and they are also they're, they're just as aware of it as as we are and then there's something else going on with these sorts of bills they're doing like um so I'll, I'll lead into it like this like uh so, something that we argue is like um reach down and pull up the most marginalized and then uh, and then pull up all the other folks along al- along with it you know so i reached down for like trans women of color little uh little black cisgender girls and little black and not little little native girls and and women and try to pull those folks up from oppression and marginalization and what they're doing on the on the right wing side uh politically and uh and as far as like uh bills and legislation and whatnot they're using um trans women in particular as a way to oppress other people because like because you know how bills are it's never just that one thing in the bill right like they'll have a farm bill and then they'll just be like, oh yeah and cut food stamps in that farm bill you know or they'll fucking up or like or like have a bill for like uh we need to do this with sidewalks and potholes and also this money needs to go to bombing this uh this country with brown people across the seas so like in these these bills against trans folk, trans folks on their faces also attack the rest of LGBT fo- 
folks and could just uh, have people discriminate racially and on uh, and on cisgender uh, preferences as well. So, like, they're using trans folks as, like, uh, pretending that's just the only bullseye they're aiming at when they're they're throwing the darts at everybody on the fucking board. Okay. I, it, it just always baffled me. Like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> we don't want these people in here because that's not how to... How the fuck do you know? Like, do you have somebody standing in front of the bathroom with their arms crossed like a bouncer? Like, okay... You look managed. Like what exactly? What is there? How do you do that? And 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 it 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 always it always fascinated and irritated me that people are studying people so long to try and figure out what they are. I see that y'all just did a show, and by the way, this is Father Teresa from the Father Teresa Wine Cellar. We also have Feeny Loco and Lisa Loco from the Father Teresa Wine Cellar. Um, it, 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 it kills me that people are... I saw that y'all just did a show about um, not being black enough. Like, if you are biracial, then you're not black. It kills me that people are trying to put anybody into a category to fit their own needs. Like, I, I just want people to understand that we need to just... Stop. Just stop. For a long time, it was the um, one drop rule, you know. And 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 if you were black, you were black. My daughter has a white mom. To me, she's my daughter, but she's also black. To her, she's black. I don't know when she actually says she's white. I have not ever heard that conversation. Um, but it, it irritates me that people are saying, we've decided that you're not good enough to be this. And they're doing the same thing, it seems, at this point in time to transgender people. We've decided that you can't be this because we can't wrap our minds around the belief that you were born differently. You know? Um, I, I, it just, it, it saddens me. And it irritates me. This is the Black David Hasselhoff on the Midnight Storm, and you are now tuned in to Single Simulcast. So that's this episode of Single Simulcast. Um, I have more to say, I have more to talk about, but I'm going to save it for another time and for another podcast. I'm going to say that in a long time. Um, thank you all for checking it out. I really do appreciate it. Please share it with your friends. Tell your family about it. Uh, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher. I really need to start posting up that link more often. Um, but more than anything else, thank you. I really do appreciate it. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate it. And um, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Wonderful week. We're going to try and um, come back. The sun's coming back. One day. So have some fun. Peace. You know. God willing. Cause I remember used to say these three special words. You <laughs> used to say, uh, hey, you. I see you on my blank sheet before I write or form or recall this situation. Now, my memories choke me and stain my pillow as my 
voice becomes hollow as I trace tear lines around the space that won't fill. And I feel nothing but this way, and the emptiness stays and is cluttered with a silence that teases me and leads me on like it's gonna say, like it's gonna say. outside in the rain in an attempt to dissolve away or just disappear or be gone be back or be just I try to see the point I only see the pain my dreams cry when they're slain I regain consciousness to blurry vision I try to listen out for whispers of school real quick.
This is Single Sidecast with my daddy Rashadi. Peace. I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back? Yeah. 22 years ago to keep it on track. Uh-huh. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. Like a toast, that. but my granddaddy came sober. Count all the fingers and the toes, now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows. Yeah. 18 years younger than my mama. But I really got beaten because the girl loved drama. Yeah. In single parenthood, there I stood. By the time she was 21, had another one. Yeah. This one's yeah. a girl. What? Let's name her Pam. Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn. Right. Irresponsible. Not thinking. Yeah. Papa said chill, but the brother keep winking. Uh-huh. Still he won't down, you would tear out your hide. Uh-huh. On your side while the baby make a slide. Uh-huh. But mama got wise to the game. Uh-huh. The youngest of five kids, hun, here it is. Yeah. After ten years without no spouse, yeah. mama's getting married in the house. Word? Listen, Word? positive over negative for the woman a master. Uh-huh. Mother Queen's rise in the chapter. Yeah. Deja vu, tell you what I'm gonna do, do when they reminisce over you, my God. Reminisce over you, for real. over you. Listen. Listen. Just listen to the focus songs as I rock on and as bird is born. I'm not playing. Everybody just pulling this song is dedicated to the one and only. Never be another. He was my brother. Trouble to you, Roy. 
and you're listening to Single Simulcast. Hey, yo, Fat Man Wow, kick a little something for those cars that be booming. Yo, 
Snickers. Some Snickers. But you don't hear me though.